Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. At Edmonton, hour number two. Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. In this hour, Mark Spector, Drew Remenda, both from NHL Hockey on Rogers. We'll have the Oilers now prospect report for James H. Brown injury lawyers and get to uh, Oilers now trivia for Greta Bar. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780 I'll try to pop in a couple texts around 120 at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. As we re-engage for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, the 7,000 men and women working in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry, Mark Spector. All right, Spec, uh, so you've been down covering the World Juniors. I've been watching your reports with Gene Principe after the games in the nice, cozy, uh, uh, warm uh, confines of uh, outside uh, by the LRT tracks. Uh, <laughs> give me your thoughts on the one game of uh, Philip Roberg and the one game of Dylan Holloway. Well, uh, you know what? The, the, at least the one game of Philip Roberg, I felt like I got a better viewing. How about that? You know, he's a captain of that team. He plays a ton of minutes. Uh, he he looked like a, a guy who's been playing pro back to playing against a bunch of kids like he was patient with the puck he didn't take the puck at skated end to end all night long by any means Bob he just quarterbacked that Swedish team he had three assists and very confident play came to him I just you know I want to see him play against better team I can't remember they played Bob would they play Sweden their first game like Austria uh, or somebody uh, either Slovak or the Czech Republic well, I can't the, remember but it, was, it was the Czech Republic that's who they played yeah, checks aren't bad, but the Swedes were a lot better. And anyway, very, very confident, professional-looking defenseman. Uh, as for Holloway, I mean, goodness, would he have a goal in that? In the one game he played, they beat Germany sixteen to two. He was good. Everybody was good. They're playing against air. Uh, I don't think it's it's any. You know, that, that's not a. If I'm a scout, Bob, and I'm looking at at Holloway. I'm going back for a few more games. I'm not basing it off of what I saw against Germany. And again, they both missed their second games. Now, the Swedish coach, uh, Speck, verified last night that Broberg can play the next two games coming up against the Russians and the Americans. Is that correct? I believe so. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, they sat him out as precaution in the second game. Okay. Uh, some kind, I don't know if it's – you don't get much here, Bob, and the problem is you don't have access to ask any people. I don't know. I heard you say core. That could be – I don't know what it is he's got. Yeah, all right. It's somewhere between the gut 
and between the leg. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. So okay. that that's and it's not, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Uh, and uh, and then in terms of Holloway, it sounded like it's upper body. He is in the lineup uh, today for Canada when they take Switzerland on it. You going to that game, Mark? I am going to that game. You. I, I will see you down there. Yes, I will be sliding by and making an appearance. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, I don't think it's is, is it the kind of Swiss team that Ralph Kruger used to coach that Canada had so much trouble with. I'm not sure they're they're going to be give Canada that much trouble, Bob. You know the joke with the Swiss in the past was nobody can uh, what is it? Uh, nobody protects a two nothing deficit like the, the Swiss. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And that's what happened. They haven't Canada. scored. A, have they scored a goal in the tournament yet, Switzerland? I, I don't think they've scored a goal yet. In the... I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't watched him play much. All right. Uh, Mark, <laughs> look, the game against Germany. Um, and I'd like to know what people think. And you can text us at 780-496-0063. Now, you and me have a lot of very different views on a lot of different topics. But the one thing that we do share a common bond with is that we both had tremendous respect for Claire Drake. Uh, respect for what that program entailed over at the University of Alberta. And so our listeners know this, that in 1981, an all-star team made up primarily of Alberta Golden Bear players went to, I believe it was in Spain that year, the World University Games, and they played South Korean hockey. And they beat them 31 to nothing. So lo and behold, six years later, the Golden Bears as a team in 1987 uh, went to the World University Games and they were playing South Korea. And they got up 12-1 in the, uh, after two periods. And Claire Drake made the players because of the previous 31-0 game. He said that is not happening again. Uh, he made every player touch the puck on the ice. They had to pass it around. So you, every guy had to touch the puck before you could shoot. And the final score in the game was 13-1. to So the question I have for the listeners, what is more disrespectful? Pounding a team, especially given the circumstances of what Germany was going through, COVID-related, and just coming and coming and coming at a team, is it more disrespectful to do that? Or is it disrespectful to... You know, maybe have a, some would say what Claire did was fair play stuff and t- it's a little bit different because the Germans were not as bad as the South Koreans were, uh, in the 1980s in hockey. So that's a given. But I'd like to get your thoughts. I mean, Mark, were you uncomfortable at, at all watching that game at times? Yeah, it was uncomfortable because uh, you never like to see a team get beat up that bad. But this is this is a, a very unique situation, Bob, and you can't compare it to really anything that I can think of. Like Team Canada has, I think, five guys on it that have played a competitive game before they got to the World Juniors. Okay, yeah. so they've got a roster full of guys that haven't played hockey this year. They they got sat in quarantine for two weeks. They missed all their games against the university, the University of Alberta, as it were. Uh, they got one pre-tournament game against Russia, and they're playing hockey here. And their first and that the Germany game was their opener. So, yeah, you know, I don't think it's fair to ask the Canadian coach like they don't have much time before the games get very real here. By the weekend, they're playing elimination games. So, you know, it's not. If this was game 45 of an 82 game regular season, I would say, come on, you know, dump the puck in, get rid of your first power play unit. If you're up by by nine, just 
stop scoring. I mean, in the NHL, it's different. It's not the same. The German players, they didn't have enough of them. They, they, half of them had quit. The goaltending was beyond bad. Every shot went in. It was terrible. They gave away. They gave away three goals. So this is different. This isn't the hockey that we know. It's a unique situation. I don't blame Team Canada. And last point I'll make is Team Germany had an option to move that game to a different day so they wouldn't have had to play with that few players and tired. And they decided to play it because they knew they were going to get whooped by Canada anyhow. Uh, I will tell you that there have been a couple. I mean, we have seen recently with Connor McDavid when the Oilers are blowing teams out, his level of engagement as the game goes on decreases a bit. Like, he's not really into running up the score on teams. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, you know, and, and we've witnessed that a couple times where maybe he lays off the gas pedal a bit. There was a time during the 14-15 season where I know for a fact that a couple of Los Angeles players told a guy that was with the Oilers at that time just to settle down. We're going to get through this period. It, it was bad. It was on the road in L.A., and the Oilers, obviously, that was a, you know, there were some tough moments during the course of that season, and uh, Edmonton was a little bit short in a position at that time, and I know for a fact that a couple of the L.A. players were like, hey, kid, just don't worry. We're going to get through it here, and Mark, they weren't trying to blow it past them in the final 10 minutes of the game. Right. So I've given you the position. You could probably figure out who the player is, but anyways, I mean, it, it, it is, it is you, you know, and I, and I know you're not the least bit surprised that Claire Drake would come up with something like everybody's got to touch the puck uh, before we shoot because he'd won before you know I bet you he didn't feel too good about beating a team 31 nothing and that was part of the reason why he instituted that six years later against the South Koreans in 1987 this is you know and and, and here's the thing on this one Mark I I get the people that say ah it kind of looked a little it made me feel a little uncomfortable I, I, I understand that perspective but I also understand the perspective this is just the uniqueness of the tournament and it's just a confluence of events, and don't be too critical for Canada uh, as a result. So, you know what I mean? It's it's. There's a lot of people that that could look at how this a game like that happens. First of all, it's it's a COVID year, and that's why the Germans were down to 14 skaters. So we can't control that. Every year, the IHF decides they got to have 10 teams at the World Juniors when there's really only five or four that could win the thing. Right? There's always two or three that are, you know, that are Austria, that are sitting on the outside, that give up 73 shots. You know, don't blame Canada that you're putting them out in the ice. Canada's very, very good at hockey, you know, newsflash. Don't blame our, our players when you put out an opponent that is as inferior as Germany was. What's it now? These Canadian kids, 18, 19 year old, they're supposed to be in control of competitive balance. I thought it's the adults running the show that might do a better job at competitive balance. So, you know what, Bob, the last thing I'll say, we all got whooped in some games in our day, man. I remember playing Bantam AA against a Maple Leaf team that had Dave Pacine and Dan Hodson on it, and they beat us 15 to 1 more than once in my recollection. And you know what, it leaves a little bit of a mark, and you wake up the next day feeling a little crappy, and then you get over it. The German kids are fine. They played an excellent game last night against Slovakia. Everybody's moved on here, man. Yeah, they had Hodson, they had Pacine, and they also had Podlowski spec. Like, uh, yeah. Ray's no yeah. longer with us, but all three of yeah. those guys yeah, played Ray's in the NHL. I remember, I remember They're a good grow, team, boy. Grow, growing up playing against St. Albert, and they had Vivrios and uh, Todd Ewan, and we used to get destroyed when I played for uh, uh, the Strathcona Warriors. Like, they beat us 
eight two eight three, and we had, we yeah. had a small yeah. we had a we had a smaller we had a smaller team, so you can figure out which dummy tried to engage physically. You might have played against them in media hockey once in a while. It was hey, we've all been there before. Uh, this text comes in from Randy on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Randy says, Bob, it's more disrespectful to change your game and make extra passes to not score or stop trying to score goals. Play the game, start to finish. That's respecting your opponent. I didn't get the sense, by the way, Mark, that Germany was overly offended by that. Did you? No, I, I, the only thing that I saw was some some of the German players basically quit, and the coach confirmed that after the game. You could just tell that they, you know, guys were getting scored on, and they were just skating off and going, "Oh well, you know what?" They were just trying to get through the night, man, and and it's uncomfortable, but. You know, like I say, they sure did, uh, I don't know, uh, of our listeners, I thought I'd watch about five minutes of that Slovakia-Germany game last night. It was a That's a good game. game. That's a good really game. really good game. Watch the whole thing. Absolutely entertaining. And Germany wins it. And uh, they got a couple of players on that German team, Bob. It's a shame that they had to leave a couple of good ones at home, too. Do you know what's funny? Like, just think of the difference between Byfield and Stutzla. So Stutzla's on a team where he's the guy and everything goes through him. And Byfield's on a Team Canada where he's further down the lineup because he's still the youngest. He's still, Mark, the youngest guy in the team. And it just it just shows you the profound difference because and, and why it's tough to use the World Juniors as a barometer because some countries are nowhere near as deep as others. Uh, this text comes in uh, and it says, Bob, these kids were playing for Team Canada. They're not going to stop scoring goals. At least they stopped celebrating. If it was Team USA, they'd be celebrating all night long. Did the, the, the Americans do that? Didn't they blow it off here? I didn't. Were they going pretty hard celebrating? I'd like to tell you that I watched U.S. versus Austria, but I'm not watching the U.S. versus Austria. So no, there you go. I was, that was a late game, and I wasn't watching either. The Czechs are giving them a decent run today, though. It's a it's an excellent game. The Czechs are better than we thought. I think. Hey, man, the Czechs can come up and bite you at any time, Mark. Let's not yeah. forget, like ninety uh, eight. They've never been that strong in the World Junior. Somehow, obviously, there's great Czech players. And they won. Senior team's good, but they've Mark, never been that great at the World Junior. Mark, they won back-to-back in, like, 2000 and 2001. The, at one time, the Czechs were, like, the reigning Olympic champion, the reigning world yeah. champion, and the reigning world junior champion. Like, the, the, you know, the Czechs are, they can bite you once in a while. Uh, Hodgey has texted the show, Mark. He says, in fairness to Canada, many of their ga- goals came off. Low-percentage scoring chances appear. The team tried to play their system at about 75-80% effort. I think the mental total the German game carried over to the Slovak game and Canada came out trying not to blow at another team uh, that's from Haji I, I don't know if that's the case Haji but uh, someone suggests that um Okay, here we go. Uh, Bob, a lot of this has to do... Geez, this is an interesting text, Mark. A lot of this has to do with the situation such as the Premier League in England. The greatest achievement of some of these countries will be making that uh, to your age group for the World Juniors no matter what the score is. Hmm. Is it is it that big of a deal? Well, I mean, we're not talking about, you know, Lithuania here. Germany's in this thing every year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, maybe that applies to some countries. You know, there's an issue with the World Junior. Like, let's say my one of my favorites is Latvia, and they are probably a prime example. When they get a really good team and they get all their best 19 year olds, maybe they got a few players. They 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 can, or I should say, uh, yeah, they can they can win the B pool, 
and qualify next year to make the the you know the world junior yes. as we know it. Then all their 19-year-olds turn 20 and they get to the world junior and they're not near the team they were. So Germany's not that team. They're good enough now every year. They're in the thing. But uh, there is an issue with some of those fringe countries. But by the time they get there, their roster's not as good as it was. I remember uh, you. I know you're a rugby fan. Uh, your son played rugby. I'm a rugby fan. I recall Canada playing New Zealand in rugby, and it went about as well as Germany against Canada in this tournament. <laughs> well, I was going to say, Bob, if our men's soccer team could ever get in the same tournament with Germany, they'd probably beat us 16 to nothing. Well, you know, <laughs> we can't ever get in the game in soccer. They might. They might. We might be owed one, eh? That's what you're saying. Well, you know what? We're in in 2026, and uh, and Edmontonian ended up being named the best defender in Europe or in uh, the Bundesliga this year. Uh, uh, and that, of course, is the uh, Canadian Male Athlete of the Year, Alfonso Davies. Uh, Spec, one final one for you here. Look, Canada's got 19 uh, first-rounders, uh, even without Kirby Doc. Uh, that said, I don't know about you, but just the nature of the game to me defines that this is... I know Canada's a favorite, but anybody can win this thing. Do you not agree? Oh, for sure. And, and Canada, I think the biggest thing here, Bob, is is you can't expect consistency from any team, certainly a Canadian team, that their guys haven't played any games this year. Yeah. Right? Like, they're, you know, and, and the World Junior is set up that if you just have one bad night, it can end for you. So Canada could absolutely win a gold medal. They could absolutely lose to whoever they're playing in the quarters. They could win or lose a semi. Like, it's up in the air this year. Of all the years, you know, it's up in the air this year, Bob. I like Canada's chances, and I bet on them, but I wouldn't bet that much money if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, anything can happen. Well, Mark, uh, we'll see you down there in about uh, two and a half, uh, about two hours. Uh, we do not have a show Friday, so uh, hook up with us uh, on, the, on uh, Tuesday of next week. We'll have a couple thoughts early in training camp, okay? Sounds good, Bobby. Talk to you tonight. That is Mark Spector, Sportsnet Spec for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. When we come back, Oilers now. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Trivia for Greta Barr. This is Oilers Now, and it is 122 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Drew Remenda coming up at 135 today. 
But at this time, we are going to go to Greta Bar Trivia. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Orders now trivia brought to you daily by Greta Global Street Food. Brendan Escott, what are we playing for back at the 630 Chad Studios? That is a $50 gaming credit to the arcade games when Greta opens back up. I wonder whether or not, you know, sometime between maybe the 9th of January and the 11th, uh, we see things get relaxed a bit. We'll see. Obviously, we'll have ongoing uh, coverage uh, today, I, I believe at 3.30, the Premier, uh, the Health Minister, uh, Dr. Dina Hinshaw as well. Uh, we'll all be uh, speaking with the updates. Obviously, a tough day yesterday getting those numbers, uh, though we have seen a rapid decline in the amount of active cases Uh in Edmonton, just to put things in perspective, back on the 15th of December, Edmonton was at 90, uh, 9,946 active cases. Uh, we are now down to 7,127. So it's a, a decrease of 2,819 cases over the last uh, 13 days. Unfortunately, there's been 160 deaths in our market in the last uh, 15 days or so. So uh, there you go. Uh, again, more information coming up a little bit later on on 630 Ched today. Here we go. It's an old school question about an old school guy. That's your hint. On this date, December 29th, 1989, the Edmonton Oilers opened up a 6 nothing lead at home and pounded the Montreal Canadiens to win 6-2. to two. Curry and Messier each had three points. The Oilers were 15-2-2. and 15-2-2 two. Two and two in a 19-game stretch after that victory. They went to Winnipeg on New Year's Eve. Winnipeg used to host a New Year's Eve game back in the day. And the Oilers were the opponent on a 15-2-2 two and two run. Which hockey pundit known for being old school stated on that day that the Edmonton Oilers would win the Stanley Cup five months later. Oh, and he was right, by the way. 780-496-0063. Couple hints. Which old school hockey pundit turned out to be right with his prognostication that the Edmonton Oilers would win the Stanley Cup on uh, December 31st on New Year's Eve, when Edmonton played Winnipeg, it was on this date, two days earlier, that the Oilers crushed the Montreal Canadiens 6-2 to improve to 15-2-2 in a 19-game stretch. Basically, uh, the Oilers traded Jimmy Carson in early November and got going around November the 17th and never looked back that season. Later having my favorite brawl of all time with the LA Kings, February 28th, 1990, in which they settled lots of scores. And they fought all night long, and everyone was engaged, and it was awesome. <laughs> Craig Simpson and Essa Ticket and working over Marty McSorley. It was great stuff. All right, uh, yeah, it was old school. I'm sure somebody will be able to figure out which old school uh, pundit slash broadcaster uh, predicted that the uh, Oilers would win the Stanley Cup. Uh, this on a 15-2 and two run during the course of the 89-90 season. We'll tell you this at this time. Here we go. Uh, there's an old saying, right? Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Uh, that's true. Outstanding customer service is key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. I was uh, just out at Brent Ridge with my truck uh, last week. Had a little bit of a scrape on it. Talked to Jordan down at Car Star Wetaskiwin, which is part of the Brent Ridge family. 
and Jordan made that scratch disappear. If you need any body work, call Jordan at 780-352-5510. Try that again, 780-352-5510, and Jordan will look after you at Carstar and Wetaskiwin. And uh, on behalf of Rich, Uncle Milt, Johnny, and the staff at Brent Ridge Ford, happy holidays. We will uh, head off to a global news weather traffic update at 128. Brendan will tell us who our winner is when we come back, and we'll bring aboard the one and only Drew Remenda from NHL Hockey and Rogers as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.